From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Central New York is in the midst of cold and flu season, so today we're checking in with Dr. Jared Bagatelle. He's the family physician who directs employee and student health at Upstate. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Amber. Nice to see you again. How's it been going so far this season? Well, aside from being extremely cold, it certainly uh, it is flu season. And uh, typically, flu season could be anywhere between October and, and May. And we do tend to see the peak season around this time. And that's uh, falling on the calendar just as we expected. Just as expected. So yeah. are we widespread? Yeah. New York State has been considered widespread since December 20th, actually. And uh, t- 45 states across the country uh, have been uh, deemed widespread flu activity uh, as well. So it is, it's across the map. It's kind of everywhere then. Yeah. So what is this year's strain characterized by? What are the symptoms most people are complaining of? Sure. What's most prevalent? Yeah, well, it's, it's always difficult to get a sense if you've got uh, you know, a cold or if you've got the flu. But for folks who have the flu, they, they primarily know that they're uh, exceptionally ill. Um, what folks are presenting with uh, this season, as they do uh, previous flu seasons, would be sudden onset of aches and chills, uh, perhaps a feverish feeling, and, uh, and, and a cough, headache. Uh, folks who get a cold might more typically have milder symptoms. They'll, they'll have a sneezy, sore throat, runny nose, congestion. Uh, they, they won't, uh, it'll be more of a gradual onset of symptoms. But the folks these days who are coming in to see us with the flu are, are feeling as if literally a, a they got run over by a bus, and, and they're and feeling they can, just they profoundly can tell achy. You they around can around two o'clock. They can when... say the exact time it started, wow. as opposed to kind of kind of the gradual stuff. So, it's um, it is flu season, and and we're there. You know, compared to last year so far, we're going to wait and see how it how it falls through. Uh, but the good news is that it appears that at least by first account, the, the strain that's showing up is one that was in the flu vaccine. So it oh. looks as if we've. We hopefully will have a better match this year than we did it's last year. Influenza A. Influenza A is is what's striking us most, uh, and those who've been tested and reported to the state, uh, it's actually been uh, the type breakdown H one N one. So, and that was certainly one of the one of the strains included in the vaccine. Now, I've heard of that in previous seasons. Sure. So, is it the same one that we dealt with sure. in previous seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. it's uh, it, it certainly has the same characterization and we learn from the past and we certainly include that in the vaccines these days to protect us from ever having that that uh, uh, societal reaction and response to that to that strain. All right. So, yeah, it seems to be working. Let's talk a little bit about how a person tells whether it's influenza or a cold in yeah. terms of symptoms. And we talked about the symptom onset being rapid sure. um, with flu. But what about um, is fever? If you have a fever, does that say cold or flu? Yeah, you know, it's uh, there are textbook examples of how people might feel. And we know, Amber, that people will present with a variety of symptoms. And even clinically speaking, we as physicians and healthcare providers sometimes struggle with defining if a person might in fact, have a really bad cold, or they might have a mild case of the flu. Um, But when we're talking generalization, uh, aside from the gradual onset that people might experience with a typical common cold and the abrupt onset of the flu, 
Again, the range of symptoms are going to be more mild with a cold, so it's going to be more the stuffy nose, congestion, sore throat kind of stuff, able to get about your day, uh, and rarely a fever with a common cold. And with the flu, um, most of the time people feel feverish or have a fever, but it's, it's not absolutely necessary to have a fever and you could still have the flu. But what's going to define the flu different from the cold, generally speaking, will be the profound body aches, the headache, and a, a dry, nasty cough without the nasal congestion, the sneezing, and, and sore throat, although that certainly can be included. So, And it's possible that you can have the flu and a common cold oh, at the within, same the, time. within the same span of illness. Um, ah. they're, they're all caused by different viruses. So certainly they're all floating around this time of the year. So what do you tell people to do at the first sign of symptoms if they really do start feeling like they've been hit by a truck? Yeah. Do they need to see their doctor or can they go home and, and crawl into bed? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, most importantly, we need to really know ourselves best. So if you're a generally healthy person and you, you're not typically ill with, with other conditions that may uh, be worsened by the flu, such as a chronic pulmonary disease, asthma, heart disease, diabetes, any chronic illness. If you're otherwise healthy and you feel as if uh, you haven't been hit by the proverbial bus and you've got a little bit of a sore throat and stuffy nose and such, you could take some symptomatic treatment medication and make sure you cover a cough and, and go about your day, stay nice and hydrated, get some typical activity, uh, and monitor your symptoms for any worsening, uh, wor worsening symptoms. If you've got the flu and you woke up and you feel like you've got those aches and you feel feverish and you feel as if uh, you, you, you may have the flu, then certainly stay home. If you're experiencing any profound symptoms of uh, difficulty with breathing, or you've got a particularly high fever, or there's something unusual about how you feel beyond uh, having the flu, and you may be otherwise prone to more serious illnesses, then give a call to your doctor, and certainly if there's any distress, you know, head over to for more urgent uh, emergent evaluation. Typically, the questions that I would get would be, you know, my, my child just woke up sick. What do I do? Do I give, give her Tylenol and send her on to school, daycare, go right. about my day. Again, know your child. Know your child really well. Um, parents are are typically the, the best uh, clinical indicators of illness, and I, I often would, would trust their opinions uh, greater than most. Well, you mentioned child, um, and it makes me also think, uh, you know, elderly. Yeah. Are children and elderly more susceptible to flu? Yeah. They are. A absolutely. Well, they're more susceptible. We're all susceptible to, to being exposed to the flu, but they, at the extremes of age, as we say, are more susceptible to complications of the flu. So complications of the flu, including uh, pneumonia, um, sepsis, which is uh, getting really, really sick into the bloodstream, um, the dehydration, a worsening of chronic underlying medical conditions and risk for hospitalization and death. So yeah, uh, we're all we're all potentially uh, exposed to it in any given season. The CDC quotes five to twenty percent chance of of catching the flu, mm -hmm. and uh, certainly those folks at greatest risk are going to be. Uh, the, the young, uh, the older folks, and folks with chronic medical conditions, um, as well as, as women who are pregnant.
This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with family physician, Dr. Jared Bagatelle. He's the Director of Employee and Student Health at Upstate Medical University. And I want to ask you how, how you advise people to protect themselves and their families. But because you are here at Upstate, how do you advise employees to not get sick from the sick people they're taking care of? Uh, that's a great question. And, and we advocate from, uh, we start talking about it uh, in the summer to prepare to get our uh, large employee and student population uh, as best prepared and protected against the flu season so we could all be as healthy as we can be and be available to take care of the community. So we have a very robust uh, flu vaccine campaign where we uh, provide the opportunities for our employees and students to to get their vaccine early on. Uh, the CDC recommends that that everybody get a vaccine before b- by the end of October because when flu season kicks in is really uncertain and it takes a couple of weeks uh, to build protection. Okay. So we we really educate our community as best we can. We offer the the flu vaccines and get it out as best we can, and we educate them about the importance of. Uh, keeping a cough covered, like keep it to yourself. Avoid touching your eyes, your nose, your mouth. Uh, wash your hands frequently. So getting the flu vaccine and washing your hands frequently are two of the most important things we can do to prevent uh, others from getting sick from us and us getting sick from others. And certainly, we encourage that if you do not feel well, do not come to work. That's what sick days are for, right? That's what sick days are for. And, and, and many of us want to wanna be that hard worker. We want to be there for, for our communities. We want to be there for our patients. But we have to be uh, realistic about what it is we're bringing to the table when we, when we come to work each and every day. Well, here we are in the heart or the thick of uh, cold and flu season, February. You said October is when I should have gotten my flu shot. If someone hasn't gotten it yet, is it just not worth it now? No, it's, it's, it's never too late to get the flu vaccine, Amber. So appreciate, and all the listeners should appreciate, that it does take up to two weeks to build immunity. Um, so uh, if by chance you, you have been exposed to the flu and you get sick within that period or you get sick soon after, be assured it's not from the flu vaccine itself. It's because it's flu season and we're in the, the peak season of flu. It's not too late. Uh, also, if you had the flu, and never got a flu vaccine, it'd be recommended that you get a flu vaccine as well, because the vaccine covers up to four different strains. Oh, So you can still uh, earn protection and build protection against those strains. Uh, You may have been wiped out by one of them. um, But certainly there, there are those out there that we might be able to protect you from. Now the flu vaccine that I got this year, is that going to help me next year? It's a very good question. How long the vaccine itself allows the person to have protective immunity is something that is is really unclear. It's supposed to cover most people through the entire flu season, several months. But beyond that, we're not quite certain. Each year, a new flu vaccine is introduced in anticipation of what strains may be flying around that next season. So the makeup of and the composition of the flu vaccine is going to change and adapt each year. So you want to make sure you get a flu vaccine each year and how long this flu vaccine protects you into next year is, uh, is really uncertain. Okay. All right. Um, but that's why we see ads every fall reminding right. us that it's time. It's not a, so. a lifetime protection for sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, um, what are the, are there some people that should not get the flu shot though? Most everybody, the CDC recommends that anybody over age six months should get the seasonal flu vaccine. There are very, very small population of folks who should be mindful and have the discussion with their healthcare provider about if they should or should not get the flu vaccine. Primarily, it should be anybody who has had a severe reaction to a previous flu vaccine. And severe reaction, I want to be clear, is considered um, profound enough where you needed to be in the hospital, perhaps for resuscitation or you needed uh, some uh, intervention. It's not uncommon for people after getting a flu shot to feel a little achy, feel a little sore, feel a little run down. But to be clear, that's not the flu itself from the flu vaccine. That's so your body. It's your body responding and building its its own immunity to what it is that it's been presented. Okay. Um, that's the, the typical thought of, of what happens. And that happens with a few folks. But if if anybody's ever had a condition, a very rare condition, and we don't need to worry anybody about this, but it's a condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a progressive uh, neurologic condition that is extremely rare and has been associated with the flu virus itself. So uh, it, it's very rare, uh, and uh, certainly uh, people will know if they've had that condition within a few weeks after getting a previous flu vaccine. It's uh, generally something people remember and know about. So it's uh, th- there are very few medical contraindications or absolute reasons to not get a flu shot, medically speaking. And an- another one is if, if a person is uh, currently moderately to severely ill, uh, mm. it may be wise to, to wait just postpone until. until. But mild in- illness, generally speaking, uh, it is uh, it is it is okay to get a get a flu shot. Do most people who end up being diagnosed with flu, did they just not get the flu vaccine? Yeah, we look into that as best we can, uh, and certainly uh, there is some correlation to those who ultimately uh, become hospitalized or die from the flu. They'll look back to see that many of those folks did not protect themselves with the flu vaccine. It certainly depends upon the match and how well that matches, given the, the strains that are flying around. Um, but you certainly have a better chance of not having any of those complications if, if you get the flu vaccine. But yes, typically speaking, those who do have more uh, serious or dramatic outcomes uh, related to the flu, chances are they, they may not have had the flu vaccine. Now, do you know if the weather... Um impacts the ability for flus to spread among people. Sure. You know, I've been hearing this, and probably we all have been hearing this ever since we were little kids, uh, our folks are reminding us, uh, put your hat on, put your coat on, because you're going to catch a cold. You're Mm going to get the flu. And uh, interestingly, it's not the temperature itself that causes a person to get the flu, because we know viruses cause the flu. When the viruses are out there, we're more likely to, to get exposed to it. And the reason we tend to see more cases of flu and common colds in the, in the winter months is because we huddle close together with each other. We're indoors much more often. We're not getting outside getting fresh air. Uh, and so we are huddled in classrooms, daycare centers, uh, work spaces, and we're sharing space. And in doing so, we, we share germs. So we have to be very mindful of our, uh, of our neighbors. Well, Um, this has been a very good reminder. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, absolutely.
My guest has been Dr. Jared Bagatelle, Director of Employee and Student Health at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.